Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. Hello, and welcome back to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I am super grateful to have you here today with me. Thank you so much for pressing play. I am tuning in here with you on the weekend. I've taken a few days completely off working and just taking some time to really nourish myself, my mind, my body, my soul, and just taking some time off my computer and really intentionally settling into the feminine flow. These last few months have been incredible. It's been really beautiful to call in some amazing new clients to work with. I've had so much fun with the Magnetic Confidence Challenge, and now it's time to really shift into the nourishment and refilling my cup and really being able to get back into that creative flow and to see what comes through next. So in the meantime, I do have a course that is available for you right now if you're looking to go deeper into your journey of self-love, of confidence, of worthiness, and you're someone who's been listening to a lot of podcasts, maybe reading a lot of personal development books, and you're wanting to actually see results. So I share with my clients that there's a difference between intellectually knowing something and actually doing the work. So you might have you know, an idea of what you could be doing or what you should be doing um, for really building your confidence or taking your life to the next level. Um, and maybe you're doing some of it, but you're not doing consistently, or maybe you've just never done a deep dive. Like you just feel really inspired by the podcast you've listened to, but you haven't actually actually gone deeper into doing the work. That is what my six-week Discover Your Confidence digital course is for, and it is available right now. So this course will support you in releasing self-doubt and creating unshakable confidence, and it really is the foundation for the work that I teach to all of my clients. And these are the foundational tools that are needed in order to release old patterns, to really remove the blocks, the limitations, the fears that are stopping you from taking action, and also learn how to listen to your intuition and trust yourself and trust the universe and cultivate that deep level of self-love so that you can create the life that you desire. So if you are wanting to go deeper into this journey with me, this is a really great starting point. It is a super accessible and affordable program. It is $297 or there is a payment plan available, three payments of $119 and you get access to six incredible modules that will support you in setting the foundation for your confidence and then You also get two bonus modules. One is all about healing your body image conversation as well as the other one is about creating an empowered mindset. And again, these will be available for you through the digital course. And if you sign up by tomorrow night, so Tuesday, August 4th by 12 p.m., then you'll also get two live coupons two live group coaching calls with me. I lost my words there. Um, But these group coaching calls are going to be really intentional. They're going to be an opportunity and space for you to ask me questions about your own personal development journey. Ask me questions where you're needing support, maybe in your career or your relationship or anywhere where you have lack of clarity. And you can also ask questions about the content. The most beautiful thing about these two calls is also that you are going to get to personally interact with me, but also 
connect with other women and have some accountability and support throughout this journey. So each week you'll get a module, but with these calls built in, you'll also have a space for accountability and support to make sure that you actually complete the training and that you can ask questions if you feel stuck anywhere along the way. So if you're curious about that, you can go to amynatalieco.com slash DYC digital, or you can go to the link in the show notes or over onto my Instagram at amynatalieco, and you can click on the link there. You're also welcome to send me a direct message if you have any personal questions about the course to make sure that it is the perfect fit for you. So again, this course is only offered for the next week and a half, and it will be um, the early bird bonus of the two group coaching calls is only available until tomorrow night. And I would absolutely love to personally support you through this journey. And yeah, I'm just um, really excited for the women who have already hopped in, ready to join. I had a note from one of the ladies who joined today. She wrote a comment on my personal Facebook page and she shared that she has decided not to settle for less anymore and that she just signed up for the Discover Your Confidence digital course. So Tiffany, if you're listening, so excited for you to join us and everyone else who is contemplating um, taking your next step in this work together. Um, I would absolutely love to support you, especially if you've been a longtime listener and you are wanting to really start to take your results to the next level. I would love to support you. So let's dive into our show today, which is with Haley Cata. She is a colleague and um, she was a, a, a client of mine in my um, Feminine Rising Mastermind. And Haley, one of the things that I've really enjoyed watching her do is really step in and just follow her truth and listen to the divine deep wisdom that has been coming through her. And I remember, um, you know, earlier this year where she was in the mastermind, she was really coming into this new phase of stepping into this new line of work. And it's still related to what she was doing before, but really owning and claiming her wisdom and what it is that her heart was calling her to do without being um, getting stuck in feeling like she has to do one thing forever. So um, she's really moved now more into the space of um, menstrual health healing and supporting women in connecting back to their wombs. So I'll give a little intro of Haley and then we'll dive into the show. So Haley is a menstrual cycle coach and a holistic nutritionist who guides women in their healing in healing their periods and deepening the, the relationship to their sacred cycle. After experiencing the highs and lows of hormonal birth control, she dived into the world of holistic menstrual health and saw just how connected the modern how disconnected the modern woman was from this essential rhythm. Through her coaching and group programs, she guides women in reconnecting back with their womb and their menstrual cycle. And I'm so grateful that Haley is doing this work because I definitely have personally been on my own journey, um, you know, coming off birth control because I, you know, found that there was a link between birth control and digestive health and so many other potential um, harms that birth control can be doing to mask certain symptoms. And, you know, we don't actually know these things. This is not what we're taught growing up. Many women are just taught to go on birth control and that's the only answer. And while, um, you know, I've been on my own journey and recently really in the last few years, creating a deeper connection with my cycle and creating a deeper connection with my body, I feel like I understand it so much better and I'm able to honor my cycle so much more instead of just like pushing through it or um, like not dealing with it and trying to mask the symptoms. And it really has supported me in feeling more connected to my femininity, more connected to my cycle of what's going on in my life during different phases of my menstrual cycle. And it has been super empowering. So if you are um, someone who maybe has never even thought about your relationship to your menstrual cycle, or it, maybe it's just been this like annoying thing that keeps coming up each month that you don't want to deal with, then this episode will be super empowering for you. So enjoy the episode and we'll see you on the other side. Hello and welcome to Haley. I am so grateful and excited to have you here and I'm looking forward to chatting about this topic because it's something that I've been exploring personally in my life, which we'll dive into a little bit today, but 
just wanted to welcome you to the show and introduce you to the listeners. Mm, thank you so much, Amy, for having me. I have been looking forward to this all week and I'm really excited to jump in with you. Amazing. I want to give a little bit of context on our personal connection. Haley was a member of New Moon Collective, which were the New Moon Circles that I was hosting this past year. And um, I've gotten to see her evolve both in her business, on her spiritual path, really stepping into even deeper layers of her calling and her purpose. And it's been really wonderful to experience that. And I absolutely loved having you um, earlier this year when I hosted my Feminine Frequency Mastermind. It was incredible to have you in that group and just see you supporting the other women and being in sisterhood with everyone. Mm, Yes, yes. Both of those experiences were so nourishing to me. And I feel like I've said this to you from the beginning, but you've always been such an expander for me and just seeing your evolution and all the changes that you've had in your business has granted me permission to do the same. And as you know, my business has gone through many evolutions. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) we were just talking before we hopped on about that. We're both Gemini's and like, we really like things like changing and evolving all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, um, (laughs) that, that happens in business and I think that it's, it's okay. And I, I actually would love to start there because I think that um, many times we feel like we have to be one thing or have one identity or we like attach on to who we think we should be because we've been that way for a long time. And I think that it's so important to remember that we're always growing, evolving and changing. And as a result of that, like our soul's work might evolve and change or our relationships might evolve and change. And that is the only constant is, is change. And so when we try to resist that or attach on to the past, it actually creates a lot of like misalignment for us or feeling like we're off. And I'd love to ask you, um, what does that feel like for you when you are, um, feeling like things are shifting and you're, you're, you haven't quite made the shifts yet, but you feel it within you that it's no longer in alignment. Mm, what a beautiful question. Thank you for starting this conversation off on that tone. Mm-hmm. Because the last year and a half, I would say I've gone through massive transitions and changes almost every two to three months. And prior to where I'm at now, those transitions would always really terrify me and scare me. And I would feel that my world was really spiraling and I didn't know who I was and I didn't know where I was going and I would just be lost in this like vortex of confusion honestly and I would feel really frustrated with myself because I would feel that oh my gosh I've landed on something that really lights me up and I feel really grounded where I'm at right now and then you know a month or two later comes by and all of that isn't isn't the truth anymore in regards to my situation and how I'm feeling around that and so the way that I've lately been handling, you know, navigating changes and moving through situations that aren't feeling purely true to who I am in this moment is with a lot more grace and a lot more surrender. Um, I, you know, as, as Amy prefaced this, you know, we're both Gemini's and that change used to always really frighten me. And now I invite it in with so much just compassion and honestly excitement. Now I feel excited when my direction's changing. I feel excited when there's something else in my sphere that's really lightening me up and asking me to dive deeper because it means that it's just evolving me into a greater capacity to serve who I'm meant to serve. And I feel like, you know, as leaders and as coaches, who we are meant to serve is always changing as well based off of our own personal evolution. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm in a place where I, you know, handle all of the change seamlessly. There's still moments where it's rocky, you know, right now I'm moving through a big transition and moving through a change. And there's been days where it's been really rough and it's been scary. And then there's other days where I just have to really surrender to the greater plan. So Mm. yeah, it's, it's an interesting time to be alive right now. (laughs) It definitely is. And the word that comes to mind for me is refinement. Like we're always just refining, like anything that's no longer a match, anything that is not, you know, part of where our soul is calling us to go, that it's okay to release and to shed. And I know that 
we're going to be talking today about like menstrual cycle awareness and the cyclical nature of things. And I think that our minds want it to be that we go from point A to point B and it's linear and that we just like know what we want to do and we have it all figured out. And then we just do steps A, B, and C, and then we get there because that's actually Mm -hmm. what we're taught in more of a, um, patriarchal society or where we're taught more in like our modern society where it's all logic based and not necessarily tuning into the soul. So Mm. we're going to talk about cycles today and the cyclical nature and just remembering that it's okay to have times where it doesn't always feel like you're, you're heading in the upward direction, but that you might feel like you have to shed some things to then go to that next level. And that's okay. Yes, absolutely. And that's really been what the journey of my menstrual cycle has been able to teach me is that we cannot always be in this upward climbing forward momentum. There has to be, you know, spaces and time for death and destruction and rebuilding also. And those cycles are mirrored to us through our body, through the seasons, through the moon, and also just, you know, through our businesses and our lives as well. So Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I definitely haven't always had this perspective. And just as you said, like, you know, that is what we've been so conditioned to believe. And when I was like 20, I mean, I'm 26 now, but when I was 20, 21, I had my whole life mapped out in front of me. Like, okay, at this age, I want this. And then this age, I want that. And then by this age, I'm going to have this. And it's just so silly to think that we, you know, have that absolute control over a situation. And Of course, I believe in, you know, having clear desires and knowing the direction as to where you want to move, but having that grip of control is an illusion. So yeah, it's, it's all very, very beautiful. 100%. I've definitely been leaning into the concept of surrender and trust and non-attachment with all the ladies that I'm coaching and it, it actually takes a lot of that, that pressure off and this like self expectation that I should be further along than I am, or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not where everyone else is and that's okay. We're all in our own evolution. So Mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned that. And yeah, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about what brought you to this part of your journey of being, you know, a menstrual cycle coach and using the menstrual cycle to, really navigate through these different areas of personal growth and spiritual growth. Yeah, absolutely. So my journey with the menstrual cycle really began in my early 20s. So when I was 18, yes, it was my first year of college, I decided to get on birth control. And I had not been on birth control at any other time prior to this. I know a lot of women, you know, get put on hormonal birth control sometimes as early as, you know, 12 or 13. And that wasn't my experience. I honestly didn't even really know what it was until I was like 17, 18 years old, which is crazy now. But I got on hormonal birth control just because I thought that it was like the responsible thing to do. Um, I wasn't in a serious relationship at this point, but I just felt like, okay, you know, I'm in college, you know, I'm having fun. This should probably be what I do. And within, within honestly, a couple of weeks of being on it, I realized that I was not feeling myself. I was experiencing tremendous brain fog. I was breaking out all over my face. I was starting to hold on to a lot of water. So I was gaining weight and quickly realized this is not for me. This isn't working for me and transitioned off within, I think it was like two to three months. And so a couple of years went by and then I got into a serious partnership when I was 20 and we both decided, okay, birth control is really the right option for us right now. And, you know, up until this point, I hadn't had too much experience with, with this, you know, form of contraception. And very quickly into that round as well, very similar side effects started happening. This time it was very, very much so more emotional actually. So I never felt like myself. I felt just this tremendous like weight of sadness and depression that I had never experienced before. And I didn't feel connected to myself I was, yeah, 
yeah, just sad and loathing all the time. And I really just felt like, okay, this is my only option. I don't know what else to do. And so I just persevered through that for around six months and finally just reached my breaking point one day and was like, I cannot be on this any longer. And so of course, you know, I go to my OBGYN and explain all of my symptoms and side effects. I'm quickly dismissed saying that, no, this is not because of birth control. It's in your head. This is, you know, these are not symptoms that are associated with this, with this pill. And so it was kind of in that moment that I had my first experience of having my own symptoms and my own experience within my body be dismissed and put down. And I did not see it for what it is at that time. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say that I necessarily like walked out of there thinking that what I was feeling in my own body was made up in any means, but I ended up transitioning in a, I had an IUD inserted into, inserted into me, um, an intrauterine device. And the one that I had was the Paragard, also known as the copper IUD. And I thought this was a dream come true because the Paragard does not have any hormones. You can have it inserted for, I believe it's up to 10 years and you still get your period, all the good things. And that was, oh, I don't want to say it was necessarily worse in the hormonal birth control, but the physical symptoms were excruciating. I had terrible periods. I mean, seven to 10 days of heavy blood flow. I was having to take a pack of Midol every single time I would bleed. I would miss out on class. I was still in college at this time. And I put up with this pain for a year and a half. And I reached one period where I was just in such excruciating pain to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. And so at this point I realized, you know, if I get my IUD taken out, what am I going to do for birth control? And so of course I go back to my OBGYN and I'm explaining my symptoms and the painful symptoms associated with the copper IUD or the Paragard are a little bit more documented and, you know, believed, I guess you could say by the Western medical community. And so I got it taken out and I was consulting with them about natural birth control. What should I do? And there was no resources, no options, no education that was given to me. And so I walked out of that office at the age of, I believe I was 21 at this point with a bag of condoms and they just waved me off and said, good luck. And so my journey with the menstrual cycle actually started from a very like kind of scientific, more so natural fertility standpoint, because I had to learn the ins and outs of my cycle in order to abstain from pregnancy. It wasn't really an option for me to not be on birth control or to not have a form of birth control. So I really just began diving in. I mean, thankfully I was studying nutrition in college and I had a good understanding of physiology and anatomy and the body. And so once I started to dive into the menstrual cycle, I had a lot of the foundational layers for me to truly understand that work and the information I was being presented. But it was just, you know, the biggest bag of worms I could ever have opened. And really I began to quickly realize that women do not understand our own bodies and our menstrual cycles have been deemed this source of just this this source of burden and really the most shameful thing that we can experience and not only is there a lot of shame around the sacred cycle is you know we've been shutting it down through hormonal birth control through IUDs and all of the things and these you know forms of birth control have long-term consequences that are really finally just now coming out into more research and being discussed more thoroughly because birth control has been available since the 1960s. So we're just now really seeing the long-term consequences of that. But yeah, that's really how my journey began with the menstrual cycle. And since then, it has really evolved much more deeply into a more emotional, spiritual lens where I have embodied the different energies that the seasons of the menstrual cycle contain and really diving deeper into the wisdom of my female body and my womb. And I feel like, you know, each, each kind of year that went on, I would just discover something else about the cycle, discover something else about the womb that really just like enriched my soul and 
allowed me to feel so much more connected to myself, connected to my body, connected to the rhythms. And, you know, I was just fascinated by it and have been studying it and teaching it and educating on it ever since. Amazing. I love how you used your challenges and things that you've experienced in your life to really now, you know, teach that to other women. And I can definitely relate to like that feeling of just not being connected to my body or not being connected to my cycles for so long because I actually was on birth control from when I was a younger teen and you know, there wasn't really any conversation around other options. And I too had like not a great experience when I tried the IUD. And so it took, fortunately, it didn't take me a long time to get my cycle back after I stopped any forms of birth control. But I definitely can, you know, the more connected that I get to my cycle and actually use it in a way to support me instead of feeling like it's this thing that is bad or that I resent or like that there's something wrong with me if I don't feel energized today or that I feel moody and another reason to be hard on myself about something um, is the more that I'm starting to learn and I know I have a long way to go and continuing to explore this relationship with my cycle and my body the more that I do it, the more that I can work in harmony with it and understand myself better and use it, like you said, in, in a way to, to be more connected emotionally and, and know, you know what's going on for me in the different cycles. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about the seasons of the menstrual cycle, because I know that that is likely new for some of the women who are listening to this. And I think it's an important component to start with. Yes, absolutely. I love, I love sharing about the difference <laughs> of the menstrual cycle because I think that for a lot of women, we just think that the main event in our menstrual cycle is our period and then everything else is just the same, right? Whereas actually we have four distinct phases and events that occur throughout, throughout our cycles. So in, in more of kind of like an emotional, spiritual sense. There are four distinct seasons or phases of the cycle, depending on like, you know, where you're reading, who you're learning from some more so, you know, Western perspectives are of seeing the cycle as just two distinct phases. So the follicular phase and the luteal phase, but I'm going to go one step deeper and, and talk about each individual, each, uh, each season that, uh, the cycle contains. So, we will begin with, with menstruation. So the cycle begins on day one, and day one is the first day of your full bleed. So some women may experience a little bit of like premenstrual spotting or discharge uh, leading up to their periods, whereas day one is the actual first day of your bleed. And this is known as the menstruation phase. And I also like to refer to this as the inner winter. And what's really beautiful, and you'll hear me, uh, you'll hear me kind of compare the inner seasons of our bodies to the seasons that the earth moves through as well, because there's a lot of parallels. There's a lot of similarities between the seasons that the earth moves through as well as our womb. So menstruation begins on day one. And for many women, this is experienced, you know, between four and six days. And really, this is a time of turning really deeply inwards and being in reflection, being in meditation, being in deep presence with yourself. So we have been kind of just taught to like work through our bleed, work through menstruation, not really pay any attention to it. And from a very like physical level, our symptoms that are associated with menstruation are very symbolic. So if you go into your period feeling extremely fatigued, extremely tired, or you're having cramps or painful periods, this is your body's way of communicating to please slow down, to please take a step back and to honor the need for rest. So in our current society, we are so constantly obsessed with the next thing, the next thing. We're always on the go. We're never really slowing down. And menstruation or the inner winter is a woman's time to really reconnect and to slow down and to gain more of like a bird's eye perspective on her life and where she's moving. So it's a 
time of deep intuition, of deep clarity, there's ever something that I am, you know, not really sure about. I'm sitting on the fence with it. I can't make up my mind. I will bleed on it. And that is because the left and right hemispheres of the brain during our bleed are communicating much more thoroughly, which allows for the logical part of your brain, as well as the more, you know, feminine intuitive side to communicate in a very equal way. So yeah, I really aim to rest, to nourish. If I'm able to, I will plan on taking, you know, one to three days off of work and really just entering into my own sacred space during menstruation. And it has been the greatest fuel for my life and for my passion and for my purpose. And especially as someone who runs her own business, you know, my menstruation is the time that I'm able to really recuperate because as I'm sure, you know, you absolutely move through this as well, Amy, you know, runness, there's a lot of things that are coming through you and it's time consuming. It's like, we love the work that we do. And so we often do it all the time. And menstruation offers us that sacred pause to really tune back in and reassess. Are we headed in the right direction? Are we creating from our hearts? Are we, you know, living up to our potential? So mm-hmm. that phase, yeah. Yeah. Can you relate to any of that? Yeah, I actually, this, this month is the first, or June was the first month where I've actually started to intentionally map out my schedule where I have that time to go inwards and where fortunately as a business owner, I'm able to do that. And I know that not everyone has that ability, but I do think that we can all do it in our own ways where maybe it's like not scheduling as many social arrangements or not having as many commitments on those days and like just doing what you actually have to do and then really mm-hmm. intentionally taking, creating sacred time for yourself. But yeah, this last month was really beautiful and I'm excited to see how continuing to honor that is actually going to support me both in my business and my creativity and my connection to myself. And it's very much been inspired by like wanting to really honor that time. So I can totally relate to that. And I think that it's, it's really important for us to at least be acknowledging and honoring that that is a time where we don't need to be in the go, go, go mode all the time. Like throughout every, every season of our cycle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if if you're listening to this and you're like, well, you know, I don't own, own my own business. How can I really nurture this time and cherish this time? And what I like to say is that your subconscious mind will register even the slightest change in your habits and your behaviors during this time. So even if it's, you know, an hour after work where you can just lock yourself in your room and light some candles and really just create a safe haven for yourself. Or if it's like a bath in the morning before you start your day, if that's possible, it's the little pieces here and there, right? There's some bleeds where I am able to take off, you know, two to three days and that's incredible. And then there's other bleeds where I'm not able to, and it doesn't mean that I'm not going to have as potent of a rest period or as potent of a menstruation. Um, We have to work with what we're given. And something that I've also really been um, feeling into in regards to my bleed is your bleed really does show you a lot around what you've been moving through and what you've been going through, through the cycle ahead. So Everything really ends and begins with menstruation. So when you're bleeding, you're shedding, you're releasing, you're extracting everything that isn't serving you anymore. And so if you've had a stressful month, if you've been on the go and you've just been busy and and doing things in your life, right? Or if there's been like, there was a lot of women that experienced more painful periods or more, you know, periods that where they experience more fatigue uh, because of coronavirus and because of everything that's going on in our collective right now, those periods may be, you know, you may need to rest more, you may need to recuperate more. And so actually tuning in and seeing like, where are you when you approach your bleed? Are you needing to really take, you know, five steps back or can you just pull back a little bit? This is going to change uh, depending on how your month has looked and really what you're moving through in your life. Um, but let's continue on with the rest of the cycle because I could go on about menstruation. Yeah, let's hop into the other three phases. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. 
So following menstruation is the follicular phase, also known as the inner spring. And this is when our body really begins to turn back online. So during menstruation, our hormones are flatlined and beginning into the follicular phase, which is experienced around day six of the cycle, estrogen begins to increase in the body. And estrogen's role is to begin to rebuild our uterine lining. And it's also responsible for beginning to create more cervical fluid and is helping to stimulate the growth of each of our individual eggs in our ovaries. And this is really like the phase of kind of the rebirth, right? Like once you come out of your menstrual cave, you feel you feel reborn, you feel ready to take on the world. So you may be filled with new ideas and creative projects at this time. And this is a really good phase of the cycle to get intentional around what is it that you want to create the cycle. So I use this phase to, to organize my the rest of the month ahead. I use it to get really clear on like, okay, what are my priorities? I tend to have like two to three main priorities for each cycle and to get really clear about that in my inner spring. It's also time to just like bask in the playfulness, right? Spring is a very playful energy and it's important to like still have fun in this phase. So you are going to begin to feel like rises of energy and rise and rising levels of stamina However, it's important to still remember that you are fresh in this phase. So the analogy I like to use is that like you're a fresh hatched chick. So you don't want to just like, you, you don't want to gain all, all this energy and spend it all right away. You want to slowly ease your way back into the external world. So that is the follicular phase, also known as the inner spring. And that's experienced till around days 11 or 12. And then following that phase, we enter into ovulation, also known as the inner summer. And ovulation is the event where an egg from an ovary bursts out and gets ready for fertilization. And this is the peak of the cycle. So we are typically very energized, magnetic, social, um, vibrant during this phase, right? Like think about a, a beautiful summer Saturday where everyone is just out at the beach, riding bikes, jumping in the ocean, just like living their, their best life, right? This is the energy of summer. And this can be the phase where we really can have it all, do it all, be it all. So if you ever feel like certain parts of your cycle, you're like, whoa, I really have everything together right now, right? I'm like killing it at work, I'm able to socialize, I'm doing all my workouts, my house is clean, all the things are like checked off the list. You're most likely in your inner spring phase because you have the energy to move through that and to really capitalize on all the tasks that are in front of you. So I really like to prioritize pleasure in this phase. So this is a time of, of pleasure and really being in your body and just feeling like the juiciness of your being. Um, so this is like a great time to make love with your partner or to make love to yourself, right? To just bask in your sensuality. And this phase may be experienced for up to seven to 10 days for some women. Other women don't experience this phase for that long. It doesn't mean that anything's wrong with you. It just has a lot to do with like your own unique energy. So if you associate with being more extroverted, you may feel that you, um, experience the inner summer phase longer. Whereas if you're more introverted, you may feel that you experience this phase a little bit shorter. So, and all of these days, I should have prefaced this in the beginning, are based off of a 28-day cycle. And if you do not have a 28-day cycle, that does not mean that anything's wrong with you. Uh, healthy cycles anywhere between 25 and 35 days. So you may need to adjust the days that I'm giving based off of your unique cycle. Um, so yeah, this phase is experienced between days like 12 and 20. And then as we transition out of the ovulatory phase, we move into the luteal phase or the inner autumn. And based off of what you know, I've shared about the inner spring and the inner summer, it's clear to see that these are much more social externally focused phases. Whereas once we move into the luteal phase, it is a more inward focused phase. And so you may begin to feel your energy declining. You may feel the need to turn inwards a little bit more and tend to yourself, tend to your needs, tend to your home, be a little bit more quiet. And this is a time where a lot can bubble to the surface. So 
one day Amy will have to do literally a whole podcast episode on the luteal phase because it's my favorite (laughs) phase of the cycle. And it's also the most misunderstood because clearly this is when most women experience PMS or premenstrual, Mm -hmm. premenstrual symptoms. And while there is absolutely um, a hormonal component to some PMS symptoms, there's also a really large emotional component. And a lot of times it has to do with us neglecting, um, you know, neglecting what is right in front of us, neglecting what is needing to be pulled out of our lives. And so the way I kind of like to describe this phase is this is a phase to really rip out all the old weeds. So everything that's not serving you anymore, anything that's not contributing to your evolution and your advancement as a soul is going to rise up in this phase. And it's up to you to decide, are you going to extract those things and move forward? Or are you going to stay stuck in your, in your garden of weeds? Um, so I could go really, really deep into this, but you know, ways to really tend to yourself in this phase are to slow down, to really kind of gain an inventory as to how you have used your energy this past cycle and to also prepare for menstruation because really what's happening is your hormones are slowly beginning to dip. So they've reached their high in ovulation and they're slowly beginning to dip throughout the luteal phase. And then we begin the cycle again with menstruation and that's the shedding that we started the cycle with. But yeah, that's a very like brief overview of the cycle of the four seasons of the cycle. And yeah, there's, there's lots more I could say, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Yeah. So beautiful. Thank you for walking us through those different seasons. And, um, I know that the inner autumn season and luteal phase is very misunderstood. I've actually, I'm, I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. I've heard that, you know, a lot of people, women will say, Oh, well, I'm just PMSing. So that's why that's bothering me, or I'm just moody. And that's why that thing's bothering me. But from what I've heard, and I'm curious, like what, yeah, what your thoughts are on this is I've heard that the things that come up before your cycle are actually things that do bother you or are kind of like more of these subconscious things that, that haven't been resolved or that need a little bit more attention and awareness and that we don't get to just like dismiss those, but we get to look at those things to see like, is there anything out of alignment or is there something that I've has been below the surface that I'm not looking at. And now it's just like coming to light. So what are your thoughts on that? Mm, Yes. So you highlighted it very well. So the luteal phase is associated with the subconscious mind. So it's associated with all of, you know, all of our, all of our shadow, all of our inner child needs that aren't being met, all of the places of ourselves that we're just operating from out of habit and not out of intention. And so there will absolutely be things that rise in this, in this phase that are pointing to what it is in our lives that are not destined to be, or are not in our greatest alignment. And, you know, for example, like a a good, a good kind of uh, example of this is like with relationship challenges, you know, a lot of women will feel really connected to their partner throughout the inner spring, throughout the inner summer, and then come the inner autumn there will be challenges that rise. And that doesn't necessarily mean that your relationship is over, that this isn't your person that you're meant to be with in this time. But there has to be a phase of the cycle where we do address, you know, our shit for lack of a better term, right? We have to look at places in our life that are not serving us. And you know, there's a lot of kind of like emotional, spiritual lenses as to how to look at that. And then also from a very biological perspective, uh, estrogen, which is the main hormone that is rising in the inner spring and inner summer is kind of a social like lubricant. And by that, I mean, it allows us to put on rose uh, rose uh, gold colored lenses, meaning that we see everything from this bright and shiny perspective. So things that typically may challenge us or annoy us or frustrate us in the luteal phase or the menstru- menstrual phase will be overlooked in these uh, more yang phases of the cycle. So the inner spring and inner summer, whereas post ovulation, your estrogen begins to decline. And that That is when we enter the luteal phase. And so biologically, this phase has actually served us, right? It has served us to be able to look around at our external lives and see where am I going? Who am I prioritizing? What am I doing? And so 
of course, you know, I even feel emotional during my PMS phase. I think every woman can experience or can relate to feeling like emotional or more challenged by certain things. Um, and it doesn't mean that we need to necessarily obsess over our emotions, but what I see time and time again is something will get brought up in the luteal phase. It will rise to the surface and women will just dismiss it as PMS symptoms. And if that ever happens, I really encourage you to actually look at that thing very thoroughly, to, to meditate upon it, to journal upon it, to actually see, is this something serious in my life that I need to look at? And a practice that you can begin to engage with is keeping track of what does show up in this phase. Because if something shows up every single time in your inner autumn or your luteal phase, it's clear that this is a message from your subconscious, from your intuition, that you get to explore this piece more. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of beautiful elements to this phase. And that's why I think it's been demonized is because it's challenging. It's not easy to go into our shadow. It's not easy to address all of the inner child needs that we have not been soothing yet it's necessary because we can't just be evolving from this place of of love and light I mean we have to really go into the trenches sometimes mm-hmm. yeah I love this phase as using it as a teacher like you said and um, I think when people when something is challenging people tend to um, we tend to associate it as bad or something we want to avoid and what I'm hearing you say is that it's really important for us to be willing to go into those places to see what's there so that we can make sure that we come out and, and we're, we're really looking at all aspects of our life in a, in a way that's going to serve us. So I appreciate you going deeper into that. And yeah, I just want to reflect, I think everyone who's listening and whenever I hear you talk about the, the different seasons of the menstrual cycle and just, you know, the, the, there's so much to learn and I just love how you simplify it and provide ways for women to use this in their life. And I'm curious, my, I guess my last question today, I know this is literally just an intro to this work is if a woman feels really disconnected from her cycle right now, and maybe this conversation is the first like light bulb where it's like, Oh, maybe I get to look at that more. What's the first thing that she can do to start to tune into her cycle and just kind of like, get more familiar with it and connect to it more? Mm, yes. So the first, well, in my, in my humble opinion, the first <laughs> step is to really begin tracking and really begin documenting and keeping tabs on what emotions, what physical symptoms are you experiencing through the cycle? Because oftentimes if you're feeling disconnected from your cycle, it's because you're not paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. So the first part is to actually give it intention and give it attention. And so something that I have, you know, all of my clients begin to do immediately. And that's something that's really simple for all of us to really do is to get a journal that's specifically designed to track your menstrual cycle and to begin recording, right? Your emotional symptoms, your physical symptoms, how you feel throughout each season to feel into, is there any differentiation? Are there subtle changes that I'm feeling? Who am I season to season? Because another lie that we've been prescribed is that we're meant to be the same and we're really not. And the more that you begin to actually like ask yourself questions, right? And get curious, the more you will deepen into your connection with this cycle. So I, um, I recommend the journal cycles journal. Maybe Amy, you can link that in the, in the show notes of this, but it's a beautiful cycle and lunar tracking, um, handwritten journal and it's beautifully done. And it's just a really sacred way to track your menstrual cycle. And part of this also is, is getting out of your head so much and really dropping into your body. So before you begin to track, before you begin to chart, to drop into your womb space and to breathe into your body and to, you know, ask yourself questions and, and come from a place of, of genuine curiosity and also compassion because we have not been taught to connect with our bodies, how to connect with our bodies, what, how are our bodies supposed to be feeling? These are all questions that, you know, are very elusive for many. And so when we're on this journey of reconnecting with our womb and menstrual cycle, and I say reconnecting because 
from the truth of our core being, we are always connected. We came from our mother's womb. So we are absolutely connected to the womb and to our cycle. Um, but in this journey of reconnecting, it can be frustrating at times and to just be very gentle in that process. 100%. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing a great place to start. And as with anything, I think your relationship with your body, relationship with your menstrual cycle, relationship with money, relationship with other people is in order to actually change anything. We have to start with that place of awareness. And I definitely think that that simple act of tracking is something that everyone can do, whether it's hand tracking it, or I know there's a lot of different um, apps on your phone that you can track your menstrual cycle. I personally really love doing it that way, but I do think that there's something to be said with putting pen to paper and really accessing the subconscious mind and, and, and having that intentionality. So for anyone who's new to this, I, I highly recommend to, to have a journal and to, to start to get connected in that way and just see what you notice. And We'd love to hear from you after you've, uh, you know, experienced maybe like tracking for a little while and hear what you're noticing or anything that you noticed in this podcast that really resonated with you. You can definitely send me a message. You can send Haley a message because I know that this conversation is coming to light and we're having more and more conversations. I see more and more menstrual cycle educators, especially from like the spiritual space. And it's so important for women. I believe it's a part piece of empowerment that we get to know about our bodies and how they work and get familiar with them. So I'm mm -hmm. incredibly grateful for you being here today, Haley, and sharing your wisdom. And for everyone who's listening, make sure to head on over to the show notes and connect with Haley there. And yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to share to wrap up today? Mm. I feel like we covered a lot, but I am just grateful to have been on the show and to also just introduce more and more women to this work. I think that the more women we have who are connected to their cycles and are actually beginning to honor their cyclical rhythm, the more balanced our collective will be. And as we all know, we're at a time of, you know, great change and transformation. And so the more women that we have that are following this path, the better. So Thank you for having me, Amy. It's been a pleasure. And yeah, thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you soon. And that brings us to the end of this episode with Haley Kata. Make sure to head on over and uh, to the show notes to follow her and let her know what your takeaways were, as well as you can tag me on Instagram. You can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your story so that more women can get a chance to be exposed to this incredible platform. And just a reminder, tomorrow is the last day that you can sign up for DYC, Discover Your Confidence Digital Course. Um, you can sign up for it until next Tuesday, but if you'd like to get in on the two live group coaching calls with me, then I highly recommend to take advantage of that bonus and head on over to the show notes to get the link and find out more details about this six-week confidence coaching course. And lastly, if you can head on over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a rating and a review, that would help to spread the word of this podcast and really share how powerful this podcast, how much of an impact it has made on you and really share that with other women as well. So thank you for listening. I look forward to being with you on Thursday for our next episode and we'll talk to you soon.